This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. This topic, and the answer is because Ravitzkin told me to. So feel free after the shir to go over and to speak it over to Ravitzkin. It's uh, that's the right address for the uh, question. Um, for someone who's learning, who's looking at Svarim for the first time, somebody learning about Yiddishkeit, one of the strange things that strikes everybody is the play with words that you have in in this forum. You have gematrius, which is something alien to anybody Western. It's uh, You have what's called chilufeoisius, where you have letters exchanged for other letters. You have the device that Gemara uses, al-tikri, where the same letters have different meanings. Um, you have the Gemara will punctuate a sentence differently than written in the Torah. A lot of, a lot of drush is built on uh, playing with letters and words and so on. The, so, as long as it's in the area of drush, you can sort of write it off as being, uh, you know, it's it's just a, a just a, a clue to sort of give you the inspiration or the message. That's an easy way to, to deal with it. But the truth is that even a halacha it has a, a, a place. The gematria is used in a, in a few places. For instance, uh, a nazir is 30 days. We, no, we learn it from the gematria of Yiyah, uh, which is gematria 30. Uh, Malachas, we learn from Eila, called which is a gematria of 39, uh, call, uh, even Chilufi Isis, the switching around of letters, is also used halachically. The Gemara Rashi's brings it as a shita in how we learn that Arab Pesach it's on Arab Pesach from Achetz or, 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 or by switching around letters you get that. There's a few more places like that. It's not so the fact that it's used halacha means that it's a lot more than just a nice way to bring home a message. It, it, it has some very substantial weight. Uh, in, now the truth is most Rishonim say that you cannot use it. It's not a halachic device per se, but rather a, a, a smachta type. Fine, but still the fact that the Gemara can use something like that as an asmachta for means that there's something very substantial about it, and we'd have to understand what it is exactly. Also, the um, in the Sefer Torah, we don't, ta- we don't see it because we use Chumashim, but in the Sefer Torah there's a wide variety of strange letters. There are big letters, small letters, dotted letters, crooked letters, all sorts of halachas of misoris that we should, we're supposed to put into Sefer Torah, these letters, most of them are not ma'akiv, but also a whole variety of strange letters, which are darshing also, and this is part of halacha of Hiltus Ksiva Sefer Torah. So you see that the playing with the letters and the words are not only just sort of a, a nice way to give Musa, but you see there's actually, it, it has some very, it has halachic significance, and, and it's something of, it, it's a system of intrinsic substance. And we have to try to understand a little bit about it. The, um, the Gemara, the, let's start with the Gemara in Shabbos. 
which is a strange Gemara, and we'll use that sort of as a springboard. The Gemara says, it's a Gemara in Abon and Kuftalit, I'm really Rabbanu Rabbishur Balevi. Rabbanu told Rabbishur Balevi, Osi Dardiki Ha'idna Lebe Medrasha. A few school kids came in to the, sh- the base Medrash. I guess they had finished school and they were sort of running around the base Medrash. Ve'omru Mili Da'filu B'me Yeshua Ben-Nun La'idma Kavasai. And they said some things that even in the days of Yeshua Ben-Nun, no one ever said anything like it. What was the chidushim that these kids were saying. Aleph Beis, they said, what does Aleph Beis stand for? Aleph Bina, teach wisdom. Gimel Dalet, Gimel Dalet, and so on. A, a little sort of song on using every two letters and making a message out of it. I'm sure, I don't know about uh, here, but I'm sure they use little songs for kids with Aleph Beis, some of them even sharper than these and I don't see the, what's their spirals? I mean, they seem a bit far-fetched. I mean, what, what, the, what was it that they were so amazed with, what they were so taken with? The Aleph Beis means Aleph Bino. Gimel Dalin is Gimel Dalin, and, and so on. What, what tremendous rash happened to Beis Medrash with them saying it? They said, from the days of Yeshua ben Nun, we didn't hear anything like it. What happened, what did they say over here? I mean, uh, I know that Israel, they have a whole system of teaching kids I, I forgot how it works, but the pay is is a little the dot in the pay is a little uh boo that the kuf made with his long stick when he hit over it. I mean that there's something something of that nature and the hay broke his leg. This the kuf is always the bad guy. He's always breaking people's stuff. I, I mean fine, it, it's very cute and sweet for kids so in all phase with but I mean the Gemara says this created a tremendous rash. What 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 were they saying here also? And then the Gemara continues on to using Gematria's type material where the Gemara switches around the letters of Chaspata and so on, a whole a whole series of games with the Aleph base. So let so let's try to understand it and and uh, a little bit about what what does it mean? Where does it come from? And what and what's the, what does it mean? This Gemara. First of all, let's try to uh, uh, understand the way people usually look at it and. And it's not in, in, in incorrectly. When people do get a feel uh, for all the different amazing things in the Aleph phase, the Gematrius, and the Ramazan, and all these types of material, their understanding is that since HaKadosh Baruch Hu was so, uh, so smart, let's call it, it's, 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 it's Mole Chachman and, and omnipotent and omniscient, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu took the language and he peppered it full of tremendous remazim. A stuff that chock full of, of like, like you'd make a fruitcake. You take a dough, I'm assuming, I, I'm just only a guess on my part, I'll, I'll stand corrected. You, you take a dough, and then you take whatever you have in the house, left over from Purim and stuff, and you, and you, you know, you put it in. You put candies and, and, and raisins and nuts. That's what it's like. There's a language, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu being all capable took a lot of clues and hints and, and different various things and he wove it into the language that is the understanding that people normally have and they see it as a tremendous hispilus in Kaddish Baruch Hu's Maisi Yadai it's a very incorrect way of looking at it it's not correct it, 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 it's, 
it's missing the basic point of, of this whole system. The, um, the, the, the truth is, one of the earliest works of Kabbalah, and again, I'm only mentioning it, I only know it, because it's brought down in much later works that are accessible, Shalah Kaddish and Ramchal, they bring it down, so that's where I, I mean, it, the Sefer, one of the earliest works is called Sefer Yitzira, it deals with the creation of the world, and it's a safer that's beyond the scope of any of us in any way. I mean, it's, it exists, it's printed and so on, but it's, it's not a safer that's an accessible safer to us in, in understanding it. But the few bits and pieces that are brought down in later works that are accessible to us, like the Shalak, Kaddish, Ramkal, bring this down, and that's why I, I feel at liberty to quote it, to use it. There's a paragraph, a sentence that says the following. How did HaKadosh Baruch Hu combine the letters to create the world, it says two stones make one, two houses, three stone make six houses, four stones make twelve houses, twenty-four houses, and so on. <laughs> Meaning that you know, in, in permutation combinations, it, it that's the that's the you know, two times one is two, three times two times one. I mean, working out so it's, it's that's but what is central to what the Sefer Yitzhira is saying is that he defines letters as stones and and uh, words as houses. That is really the point that I'd like to draw from here. The, the stones are, the letters are comparable to bricks and the, the words are comparable to houses. And, and in a way that's the key for understanding it. The um, we know Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world. It says with speech. Basorim Amor is Nivroilam. Vayoyim Hashem. Vayoymer. It is the, all of the all of the um, creation is through Hakadosh Baruch Hu speaking. Usually, it's understood as an easy way of uh, of doing it. When we say that Hakadosh needed no effort, we say it's as if he said it. Why don't we say that it's as if Hakadosh Baruch Hu? Why, why don't we say Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted and willed the world to be? Why do we use speech? Why does the Torah call it speech? The method of, of the way Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world. So the answer is, when a person thinks about something. He knows exactly what he wants. He has a very clear picture. But thought in itself is not in any way transferable to anybody else. Thought is, in my mind, there's no way I can communicate the thought itself. On the other hand, actions are very... They, they're there, they exist for the whole world, but they're not exact in the sense that this is exactly what I wanted. A person builds a house, for instance, so he, he, he has a picture of what it is that he wants. And he can describe it, but when he builds it, it's, it's quite clumsy in, the, in, in, in expressing what he wanted to express. Nothing ever matches up because the building is very physical and it's, it, there are a lot of practical issues. It's never really, so when I see a building, I 
get a feel of what the person wanted, but it's not exact. When someone sits and explains to me what is the purpose of the building, why did I make the walls here, why did I put the windows there, why did I make it in such a shape, like a caption under a picture. When a person sees a picture, a person does not have, he has an idea of what we're talking about. But the caption is what points out specifically what it is that the person had in mind when he presented the picture. So we have a level of thought which is always uh, un uh, uncommunicated to anyone else. And to say that a Baruch created the world with thought would mean that we really have no way of divining what it is that he meant and the purpose of, of what he created. So to say a Baruch who wanted and the world came into being means that the world has no captions to it. It does not carry any communicatable, precise information, precise communicatable information telling us what a Baruch wanted. So, so the, the medium that bridges the gap between what Baruch made and to tell us, so to speak, what Baruch wanted is the medium of speech. So when it says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world with speech, it means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put meaning into the world. Sometimes we can hear it, sometimes HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to announce it like an Harsinai. But there is an, a realm in the world where HaKadosh Baruch Hu put meaning into everything, and it's a meaning that we can get out, we, we can have a fairly precise understanding of what he wanted. So the first thing we've defined is the etzim, the very creation of speech, the power of speech, the idea that there is speech in creation means that a Baruch who gave a system where the intention and, and the conception of the things that are can be communicated to people and, and transferred by the way of speech. Now there are two ways in which we c it can, that happens. There is one way, which is the, the speech as as is um, as goyim have it, as umos olam have it. That form of speech starts after the facts. For instance, the the people that started the various speech, the various languages, observed something. They tried to communicate it to other people and they use however it happened a series of grunts descriptive sounds whatever it is to describe what they saw to someone else that is speech as is perceived by Umas that is that results in being able to communicate about certain things but a not very precisely and secondly there is no intrinsic relationship between the words. For instance, a cat and a tiger might be related uh, biologically, but I I as far as the words go, the etymology of the words have nothing, to the best of my knowledge, have nothing in common. They're, they're just they're two different words. I, don't, I have no idea where they came from. But the, the cat and tiger, they don't have to relate because whatever it is that, that the way, however the word cat came into being was how, whatever the sensation the person has when he saw a cat and he used 
that series of sounds to describe it. And the other person, and when tiger, whatever impression it made on the person, developed the word tiger, and that word was used for it. So the, 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 um, the speech, as the Umas Ha'olam have it, as the uh, secular speech, let us say, is a description that started after the object is finished. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put objects into the world, people perceived it, understood something, saw something, and they used approximations to describe it, and that's how speech developed. Loshon HaKodesh, the Hebrew Loshon, is the exact opposite of that process. It starts just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu when he created the world created the world that we know today with building blocks. For instance, everything in the world consists of molecules. Molecules consist of atoms. Atom consists of, of particles. Those particles can be broken up into particles. It is a whole hierarchy of particles which cluster together in different ways to form what we have, the, the end product that we have in front of us. Those, that is the way Akash created the world. He, he put stones into the world, so to speak, meaning building blocks, and those building blocks took, uh, can be combined in a, a, a phenomenal variety of ways to produce, um, to produce entities that are reality as we see it, houses, building blocks, um, roads, and so on. The, when we explore matter, and as we break it down into components, we're, it's not that we saw deep, it, it's not that we invented a deeper term, it's the other way around. We got to a deeper, built to a more simpler building block of the universe. But HaKadosh Baruch started with the most simple building block and combined it in many ways until, until we got the finished pattern. The same thing is true with speech. Since speech parallels this process of creation, and, and we said when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world with speech, he basically did the same process as creation, but he took thought and understanding and built it up into a hierarchy of reality. So it follows that on, on, in the language that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created, he did the same steps that he did with reality, with physical, with with, with, with So Akadosh Baruch Hu started with elementary building blocks, combined them in ways that are more complex and more complex until we got to the finished product of whether Mayan describes water or, or, or Yam describes ocean and so on. So we have a, 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 an extraordinary uh, like uh, extraordinary, it's the opposite. The, the language, in the sense that the secular world understands, and in the sense that correctly describes secular language, versus language in the sense that Loshna Kodesh is. Uh, the 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 uh, language of the secular world starts with the end product, struggles to describe it, and therefore the descriptions do not have to relate to each other. It's 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 a each description it was made in its time. Sometimes they bear some resemblance, sometimes not. But you can't darshan the words, the letters. You can't do anything with it because 
it, it, that's not the way it happened. Lashna <coughs> Kodesh is the other way around. It's, it's, it's sort of parallel. Akkadish Prokho had something in mind, and just like the reality is built block by block, the language is also built block by block. Sakharish started with simple units of language, combined them in ways that created a, a more complex structure un, until it's at a level complex enough to describe the world as we know it and as we have it. If someone wants to look at a little bit a, a more elaborate explanation um, along these lines and a, a very, I mean, extremely enlightening in the Shuri Das, it tells us Shiva, Ravenam is Rebbe, he has an extraordinary, I mean, he puts these things down very well, very, I mean, he has a whole piece on this, using this, I mean, this is the idea that he presents in, in a very, very strong and very, very well presented. It's, he's married a little bit on it. But that is the, that is the, the general picture. So let's go back and, and, and first deal with the things you put down. The discovery that that this is what they were so impressed with in the Gemara and Shabbos, and this is why it said that children came along. It's the, when the Gemara tells a story, the Gemara puts down the important information. It's not when they said that children came. I don't know if these people were little kids running around like from the Torah school, or, or, or uh, you know, just running around and 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 singing a song. Or what the Gemara means to say is people who had learned how to take the Torah to an elementary level. Dariki means when a kid is learning Aleph base, he's dealing with very elementary concepts. So what it meant was they were able to understand the Torah at its most elementary level, which is really the deepest level because just like when you break uh, matter down to its most elementary form and its simplest form, you act, it's, it, that's actually the deepest uh, type of, of, of research. The same way when these kids, the so-called kids, understood the essence of it, they, they, they got to the deepest level. What these children were saying is that Aleph and Bayes and Gimel must have a meaning of their own. It can't be it, it, which, it, which is definitely not true with cat and dog and, and hat because those are sounds that started as a description and we found a way to write it down and, and an alphabet to simplify writing down all possible combinations of sounds and that's all if somebody were to dash that in English he'd be locked up there's no it, it, it's, 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 it's silly in Russian Kodesh Grasping that Aleph has a meaning and Bez has a meaning and Gimel has a meaning means that you un- you began finally to understand what the structure of Lashon Kodesh is all about. It was a key to the whole perspective of Lashon Kodesh. The Baral says, even though the song over here, he says something very interesting, even though the song they sang over here doesn't really seem to be flow very well, he says, because the same thing is true if somebody will take, let's say, a table, uh, a periodic table, and say, okay, we'll combine hydrogen and helium, you know, one, two, three, four. I mean, you can't. It, it, it's meaningless. It, 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 it doesn't go well. But the very fact that you understand that these are building blocks is what you're trying to say. Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Dalet, Hey, Vav, don't combine 
well, Aleph, Gimel, Dalit, Hey, Vav, they don't combine at a level that is sophisticated, meaning it's developed. The, the, it, it, the way that the language combines is, is another Chachma. But the understanding that each letter must have a specific meaning to itself is, is important. This, this on this, um, let's take an analogy and, and uh, we'll understand a little bit about some points about Lashon Kodesh. The, the uh, Hebrew is a very clearly, um, it's a very structured language. Word constructions deal with, um, you have a root and you add a suffix and a prefix and so on. It's, it's actually, even though most uh, people who haven't learned Hebrew as children are aghast when you see the letters, but as the language structure goes, it's infinitely easier than English. It's a, it's a very well-organized language. But the truth is, the organization is a lot deeper than what's thought in Dictum. I know we have this one Dictum teacher here, so I, I take part in... The, we understand, we know, everyone's been taught that the language has three-letter roots. It's not accurate. Whether Hebrew has three-letter roots or, or not was a big machlokis in the early medaktikim. The earliest medaktik that we know of, which is Menachem ben Sorek, did not believe that language that it has three-letter roots. Uh, not believe means he didn't organize it that way. There are, there are, and he believed it could be one, two, three, four, five-letter roots. Uh, except that the majority fell either three or two and uh, or two and double twos, but Menachem Masoret did not, and Donish Lavrach was also he, he developed more three letters, but it wasn't absolute by him. It was the latest Fari Medaktikim that made three letter roots absolute as as the the um, standard. Even for us, that we use three letter roots as the as the standard. But first of all, a lot of the, anybody with a little bit of just a little bit of insight will notice that you can cluster together three-letter roots into groups that follow a lot of the two-letter roots. For instance, I mean, if anyone is, learns from Shafal Hirsch, he's, he constantly does it. He organizes a lot of roots. If to take a simple example, um, the word zar, which means a stranger. It's a noun meaning a stranger. If you if you follow a pattern of verbs, for instance, bizer bezayin reish means to spread apart, as does pizer. Bizer and pizer are both uh, words meaning to spread to to spread out, which is to estrange the pieces from one from another. Gazar is to cut apart two pieces. Nazar a nazir means someone who is crowned in the sense that he's above his brother. Nazir Echov means he stands above everyone else. He, he stands alone, apart from everyone. Um, and so on. If, if you go through it, you'll find a lot of, uh, a, a lot of words would have the Zayinresh in it, and it, it means the, the it, it has this 
you have the absence also shizer, which is to weave together things that are apart. But it's hard to miss the Zion Reish. And if you take a look, uh, I mean, it's just pick up my head, but if you take a look in Charles Paul Hirsch, it's all, he always looks for the inner meaning of a word by looking at two letter structures and comparing it to other ones. More than that, you find um, someone who's put out, this is going back a hundred some odd years ago, a grammarian put out Menachem Ben Sorek's Machperes Menachem and Rabbeinu Tam Zaharis. I mean, he, he put it out. He made himself a whole chart where each letter gives, has a meaning to it. In other words, letters, each letter tends to be clustered in words that have a common meaning. And, and he goes through the Aleph phase and giving a lot of words that have similar meanings and uh. using where the same letter is dominant. The base has a certain uh, uh, um, character to it, and Gimel and Dalit. It's not absolute. It's not. It's not. It, it's you know. It's, it's you can't say it takes all out around. But there is something to it, and and there has to be something to it. Meaning, you since it's stones that build the building, they have to be alike. For instance, let's take an analogy from chemistry. Since we started with that, when when a person. A, 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 a compound has the characters of the, the entire structure, and especially, for instance, you take a, an organic compound, which is very complex. It, so, if it's exactly the way it is, it has those characteristics. If you fool around with it, it's something else. But you will be able to pick out telltale pieces that, if it has a certain chain of carbons in one place, it's bound to be a certain type of compound. If it has sulfur atoms here and there, it, it, it will fall under a general category of families built on little bits and pieces of, of either particular unusual atoms or unusual structures. Why? Very simple, because the, the complex structure is bigger than its parts, but it relates to its parts. So in Hebrew it's also like that, Moshe is also like that. The structure itself is bigger than any one letter. But since each letter does, ha does have a character to it, it does have meaning to it, so when you combine the letters, the words will inevitably carry some of the flavor of the letters. Sometimes we know it, sometimes we don't know it. But viewing a pattern of words, it will come out, and it's true when it comes out, because that's the way it was done. HaKadosh Baruch Hu started with basic building blocks and constructed it the way compounds are constructed from individual atoms. That is the... the so, all of... Um, going back to a point we made before, the reason why Chazal used the device of Gematria, Chilufe Oiseus, and Altikri, Chilufe Nekudais, all of those devices that seem so strange to us, it's because our understanding of language is it's from the bottom up. We start with a finished product and we work our way back to, to its meaning. So there's no way if somebody in English would try switching around letters, it's, it's, it's a meaningless exercise. It, it's nonsense. But in Lush and Kodesh, we may not have the precise meaning and definition of it, but it is, it, it's, a definite, it, it's a definite reality. If two letters, if letters are organized um, 
For instance, letters are one of the ways in which letters are commonly switched around. Rashi brings it a few times. Is letters are organized by patterns of speech. If a person, if a person is, speaks a a the aleph hey ches ayna oisis granius, this 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 oisis chechios oisis lashonis of the lashon. Since letters are organized by speech groups, depending on which part of the anatomy of the mouth is significant, so those letters must have some sort of common meaning, and therefore they can be switched around. We can't do it haphazardly. We don't have the exact understanding of how to do it, but uh, but, but but once Chazal pointed out to us, it says it's real. It's not a game. You're speaking about something that's very real. For instance, if a kid will take a look at two two pictures of complex molecules and say, well, there's, there's a chromium atom here and a chromium atom here, so it must be the same. So we'll laugh at him. But somebody who's experienced and, and has a feel for different for different things, uh, for different compounds, and he does, and he's learned that these things are related, then what he's saying is very valid. It's not a game, and it's not a guesswork. I, I wanted a practical note that came out from this historically. When the world started becoming a bit more modern, they, the Cheda system was attacked. And one of the things that was attacked was the learning of Aleph the way it was taught. Aleph is traditionally taught the Chadarim by learning the letters, and then learning the Nikudas, and putting the two together. At some point, it was considered very modern to teach it phonetically, where it would be taught words, and, and or maybe they would just be taught sounds. You know, it, it was it was an attempt to restructure the teaching of of the alphabet. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was the Nadev Yehuda who came out very much against it. I think it's an akdam of one of its slachs. I didn't have a chance to look at it. He writes very sharply against it, and it was a big battle about it. That you have to teach it alphabet gimel dalit with the nekudus as it's traditionally done. The reason for it is. It, it wasn't just a, a, a question of, you know, not wanting to change, like Badafka. They wanted to change, they didn't want to change. It was very significant, because the kid would not understand, maybe. But he was, it was being drilled into his head that the letters have a meaning in their own. It's a very different system. There is, is an Aleph. There exists an Aleph. An Aleph is not just a mark to say, ah. A base is not just a mark to remind and say base. There is an aleph in the world, there's a base and there's a gimel, and there's a comets and there's a pasach, and, and so on. It, it, the kid is a little kid, he doesn't know the difference. But when he'll get older, he'll always remember that aleph is an aleph and a base is a base, and it will leave that impression, the child, that we're dealing with entities that are very real. And, and, and sort of like the Gemara Shabbos says, that, you know, these kids came from Cheder, and they were the ones who said Aleph means something, and Beis means something, and Gimel, and Dalit, and so on. That was a, a, a note, uh, historical note. Another area where this comes out very sharply, the Beis Hamikdash was, the Mishkan, actually, was a recreation of the world. It, it symbolizes another, a mini-world, and the Malbum and many others who speak about the different symbolism in the in the base in the Mishkan compare it to a mini world as a mini reflection of the world at large. The Mishkan starts with taking gold 
and silver and all the raw material. Then there are people who work the raw material. You have the women who wove the, 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 the wool on, on the goats. And, and, and then you have making the kalim, actually. In most cases, for instance, in Hilchas Hegdish, after the Hegdish is built, people would bring a kli to the Beis Hamikdash, it would be done, and they would be magdish it then. You know, the Beis Hamikdash got a finished product. They didn't get involved in the, in the details of, the, of, of working it out. Someone donated it, it was fit for use, they were magdish it, and it became Kaddish. But since the Mishkan was a creating creation of the world, we re-step that process of taking building blocks and combining them in a way that they're useful for Kodesh. The way in which Chazal described Betzalel, it says, Betzalel knew how to combine the letters with which Akadosh created the world. So Chazal are telling us something, they're alluding to something very, very fascinating to this process. Bringing letters into the world is an act of creation. And the, the Sparim say, Es HaShemayim Ves HaOretz. Es means Aleph Tetov. The first thing Hashem did was create an Aleph base. An Aleph is a building block. That comes from Hashem We can't create building blocks. Building blocks are, are Yesh But at the very, the first level that we can actually um, combine out that we can compare ourselves to Baruch Hu, is by putting these pieces together. So Betzalel was able to take the elementary building blocks, the Oiseus, and put them together in a way that was, he understood how to combine it to bring about a world into being. So the, the process of building a Beis HaMikdash, a Mishkan, which is interesting. What do you mean he knew how to combine the words? He didn't make hocus pocus and create it like golems out of nothing. I mean, he took the gold and the silver and, and the copper and, and he took the kalim and he made them. I mean, what is it, where did he have to use the chachm of combining the letters? The answer is because combining simple building blocks at its most elementary level is analogous whether you're talking on the alephase level, which is the simplest level, or the more practical level of taking gold and silver and, and stone and so on and, and putting it together. So the, 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 the act of being mitzari, of combining simple building blocks into something complex, that's the act of creation and that's the act of building the Mishkan. So let's just sum up what we said today and, and uh, we'll leave the next week uh, other stuff. What we explained was first thing was that speech means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought into our world meaning, communicatable meaning, just like he brought material into the world, which is the world we see around us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu also brought a system of meaning and understanding that is communicatable and, and can be given over to us, from us, and between us. That is speech. It parallels, since the speech is the caption of the world, it parallels the world, or better said, the world parallels speech, in the sense that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put in elementary pieces, like the elements that we have for the physical reality, and 
the next step was simply combining those elementary pieces and giving us the tremendous variety that we have. With 90 some odd natural elements, we have a world of trillions of different things. The same thing in speech. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put in 22 building blocks and those building blocks form uh, an extraordinary amount of different finished products which, which, which communicate meaning to us parallel to the world around us. And therefore, this is true only of Lashon Kodesh because that's how Lashon Kodesh came about. Whereas the Lashon of Umas Olam is the other way around. It's just descriptive, a human perception and description of what's around him. Therefore, in Lashon Kodesh, you can crack apart whole words and take slivers of it and if you understand the meaning of it, you can you can gain a lot of understanding and insight into the meaning of the finished product because that because the finished product started that way. It started with building blocks that Kashbok combined and, and gave a finished product for us. That is the Yichud of Lashna Kaidish. And that's why when Chazals say a lot of times, or finish there are a few Chazals that speak about the importance of speaking Hebrew, Lashon Kodesh. It says as a person should teach his child Lashon Kodesh as soon as he knows how to speak. Uh, a, a father, it says, uh, there's a Lashon Chazal that uh, and he learned Lashon Kodesh or something else, he gets a Chergom Haba. I, I don't remember if he did it. But two or three places with Chazal, what they mean is the understanding of Lashon Kodesh in its full sense that it, it, the roots that it has in, in the Bria. That is a general understanding of... So all of these mystical things that we find in the Aleph phase, where people find all sorts of interesting hints and clues and gematrias, all these things, they're not, it's not because HaKadosh Baruch Hu put it into the language. It's a much deeper point than that. It's the language started with, with, with real building blocks, and everything is just a mixture of those blocks. So we can. There's almost an infinite amount of restructuring we can do if we know how and get and get different shades of the meaning of the original. And next week we'll speak a little bit more about the structure itself, about certain elements of the structure in light of this. But it's an important understanding, and if people have the time and and the ability to, I I would recommend going through the piece and ensure that it's a very very. It's very comprehensive and very well put, a, a general scope of, of the Indian of, of, of uh, Lush and Polish and so on.